On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, a simple question to begin things here on this episode for the 76ers. Why are we still here? We'll get into it next. Explain what we mean right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from the Inquirer, Inquirer.com, Sixers beat writer, beat reporter, Keith Pompey. What's happening, Keith? What's good, man? How you how you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. Pretty good here in the middle of the summer, enjoying everything, and uh, good to be back with you. And the folks here, we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts including right here on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we got to get into, again, as we mentioned at the very top, why are we still here when it comes to the 76ers? Six seasons in into the postseason, we'll explain a little bit in further detail in just a second. We'll talk about what else do they need to focus on in the offseason with everything pretty much wrapped up with free agency. There are still some lingering things out there. They sign their two-way players. They bring in Philippe Petrusev. Now what for the 76ers in terms of completing the roster? And finally, one name that we haven't talked much about does have a specific skill that the Sixers are missing off the bench in shooting. Lewis King will discuss him a little bit later. But, Keith, here we are right now as we are here on July 18th, uh, way now deep into free agency where everybody's pretty much snapped up. There are some names that are still out there that are gettable, in my opinion. Are they willing to come to Philadelphia? Are they willing to take uh, lesser money? Is this something that we have to uh, look at, uh, you know, a little bit further in the detail as we get into our next segment also? But uh, right now, while we still believe they're a pretty good team in, in the NBA and still a top four, top five team in, in the Eastern Conference, there's still so many questions. And after the Joel Embiid piece, the James Harden conversation, all the conversation about Tobias Harris's final year of his deal, is he going to be moved, moving on from Doc Rivers, where seemingly he was going to be the one to get the help to get the team over the top that Brett Brown just simply could not do. And I'm not saying they need to be arrested for how they haven't done anything yet as far as getting past the second round. But the question does arise Keith, why are we still here after six years of postseason appearances, only uh, reaching the second round, multiple, multiple different lineups, players that have come through Philadelphia to help this team get to where we uh, believe they want to get to, which is the championship, and they still haven't done there. Now we're dealing with the drama. This been a, it, has, it has only been drama, Keith, about this offseason when it comes to this basketball team, why are we here? Yeah, and no, and, and that's the thing. Like I understand, like the second round, like the second round thing is is something that they got to get over. But if you want to be real, only certain teams have won championships. I mean, like certain players. Like you take the Lakers and you take Cleveland with LeBron, Miami, LeBron, right, right, you right. Then you take the Golden State Warriors. Um, I mean, you're talking about the last ten. We're talking about the last ten years. 
you, you you'll take the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets, and 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 you take the Toronto Raptors. They're the only teams that you know won out and and done things. And LeBron was a part of three of those teams. So so when you say to yourself, you say, okay, we get it. The 76ers, you know, yes, they should have gone farther. But to me, the biggest thing is, like you said, the drama. Like, the, the, the uh, this summer has been nauseating when you think of the 76ers, right? Because it's like you know what's going to happen. Like, okay, right now, James Harden really wants to be out of here. His relationship with Daryl Morey is fractured. It's not like how close it used to be. Up, Daryl Morey wants to get, he's not willing to trade him unless he gets an all-star value player back in return or some assets that's going to enable him to get that type of player. Didn't we hear that before with like Ben Simmons? You know what I mean? Like we heard that before with Ben Simmons. And it, it just seems like every summer, like for a while, it's been that same way. Well, think about it. When they lost in the bubble and they got rid of Brett Brown. Up, oh, well, we got problems with the front office. Uh, the process was a thing. So it just seems like that this team is, it seems like a team that's always trying to reset and do stuff, but they but it's always drama. Like right now, they should be celebrating. Like it should be, well, we got this new coach. We, we, we got these guys. We're going to try to, you know, Joel is coming off an MVP season. You know what I mean? Maxi has emerged again, took another step forward. There should be a lot of excitement. But instead, it's like what we talk about is, up oh, teams wanted to buy us. But then everybody was saying Daryl Morey wanted too much in return. Up oh, James Harden wants to be traded. Up. Oh, Joel Embiid is saying I win a championship anywhere else and I and I can't do it with just one, two, or three players. We need more. It's just an ongoing excuse me, drama-filled situ- situation, excuse me, that's just not going away, man. And it's like, I don't know, but you 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 know it's going to drag on for the rest of the summer. It you is. just know it. You yeah. know it. God bless you, by the way. Um, yeah, and, and and that's the thing, as you said, man. This was an important offseason. It didn't need to be something that, again, like we've talked about before. I've said it on the radio. I know you've written about it. It didn't have to be a blockbuster thing. It just had to be something that was uh, pretty simple. And now here we are where it seemed like the James Harden piece was going to be simple. You either opt in or you opt out. And the opt out was to get an extension from the Philadelphia 76ers or somewhere else. And as it turned out, even with the opt-in, it was it was nothing. It really wasn't anything that we really considered. And here we are. And with it, I need a trade. And now you just said it. Now it seems to be the relationship is fractured. They have had over, what, 600, 700 games together. Daryl Morey and James Harden have had this fantastic partnership. And, and now this. And it had to be in this city, with this organization, with this team. And, and, and here we are, where it couldn't just be a simple transaction of bringing them back two years, letting them walk, sign and trade. Everything's all good. You wash your hands. You just, Hey, let's, let's, let's rock and roll. You know, it's a shame it didn't work out, but let's move on. Instead we have all of this. Then the Tyrese Maxey part of while it's not the 
biggest deal, but I'd imagine as a player that sees the guys in my class get the type of numbers that they did on their rookie extensions to now get these max contracts, he's the one that is top five with, with them in, in their class, and he has to wait till next summer. Not to say that he won't get it next summer, but hey, you know, I want to I want to get paid too. I dropped the 21. I feel like I've outperformed my draft position and let's let's lock this thing now. But because of their situation financially as a team and the lack of movement that they 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 can have on their roster and what they're trying to position themselves for for next summer, maybe even in free agency, he now has to sit back and wait. So there's just so many things. And then you fire the coach. Right. Again, Keith. So mm-hmm. that, that's the other piece where you, there's so much as a team that's uh, one of the best teams in the East. And I know Milwaukee fired their coach. Boston had to fire their coach a season ago, bringing a rookie coach. Now you fire yours. Uh, it's not drama like Boston with all those things, but drama in which that we felt like didn't need to be there for this basketball team. It's something that they can certainly get through once the season gets underway and they can just push forward and, and run through the East. But as we always talk about, it's always fun to watch the 82 regular season games. But, of course, they're going to be really, really judged by what they do in the postseason. And that's that's a big part of it. So with the drama part of it, Keith, they lose three of their four free agents, one of them being uh, a shooter, a slasher, and a, and a guard. And Shake Milton, uh, uh, as we lay out each of their positions, uh, what do they what do they now have left to address in free agency, in the offseason, free agency, or even trade? Uh, we'll talk about that next on the other side as we try to figure out what's next for the 76ers in terms of filling out their roster. We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You know, right now, let's talk about prize picks, right? We talked about prize picks yesterday. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of prize picks. And, you know, to, to give you guys a better sense of prize picks, you know, what I want to do is I just want to, you know, make sure, you know, I know it's not basketball season, but since this is the Locked On Sixers podcast, I just want to give you all some basketball terms or basketball examples, right? So this is how I do it, right? So tonight I'm taking Luka Donish to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James had more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists. Sorry, KD. And Steph Curry to have more than 4.5 three-pointers made. Yep, I said 4.5. So how does this work, right? You pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize pick offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA golf, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. The reason why I wanted to name most of them is just so you guys know how, you know, wide this variety is. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in 30 states in Canada. Download the PrizePick app or go to prizepick.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. 
First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Definitely do it today, and you'll have a lot of fun. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, right here on YouTube, and we appreciate you checking in every day or tomorrow on the show. We'll dive into a little bit more, hopefully a drama-less conversation when we speak about the Sixers on our Wednesday episode. All right, Keith, uh, with it, trying to figure things out. It doesn't necessarily need to be names, but I wanted to throw this at you and the people out there, viewers and listeners. What's left for them to address? Everyone focuses on the five big men that they now have uh, on the roster. But what is left for them to focus on as they try to continue to build out the roster with the actual one NBA roster spot available? What do they still need to focus on? You know, me, just just thinking offhand, I think they need some shooters. I mean, they, they, they need some totally shooters. Agree. Yeah, you know, you, you, you look at this team and you see, okay, right now we're just assuming if, if James comes back, right? So you have – two point guards you got James and he's not a traditional point guard but you got James and um and and Pat Bev and then you got a couple combo guards and and Maxi and Melton right you you have uh you well you don't then you have wings and Daniel huh yeah yeah then you then you have wings and and uh a Daniel house and then Furkan Korkmaz. I know he's not getting any burns, but but you have him. It's funny because I was going to ask you, do you think Furkan, if he's on his team, gets a shot? I mean, I think you're going to have to right now, right? I mean, you don't – like we talk about the needs for shooters, and he he doesn't have it. I mean, they don't have it. Now, again, Maxi. I know people are saying Maxi. you know, he, he brought up his three-point percentage. That is true. He has. You know, he has, but I'm talking about a guy that's just going to come in like a knockdown shooter, a specialist, like, like a specialist, like a JJ Reddick type, like George Niang, like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like 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 like, like George Niang, like I, Isaiah Joe. <laughs> yeah, because the specialists specialists yeah. come with their flaws yeah, like, too. Like, you know, like, where like they're known her. for the one thing. Yeah, exactly. So. So, so they have that, and then we know they got an overflow of uh, bigs. You know, we, we have, we have, they have what five centers, and then they have, uh, um, then they, they they have a small ball center and PJ Tucker, who's mm-hmm. a power forward, and Tobias yeah. Harris. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they need a shooter, if you ask me. Yeah, that's that's where I was going to go. Also, uh, just shooter, um, somebody who can, you know that you can just sent, you could just simply uh, knock down a shot when it finds them. When the ball continues to move, that you can just simply knock knock down the shot. Now, when you think about the Toronto Raptors with Nick Nurse, you've had many. Uh, Kawhi Leonard at the time when they won a championship, he can knock down the shot. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam developed himself into that. Chris, Bous- Chris Boucher could shoot. Uh, the latest team. Gary Trent Jr. as part of that could, could uh, hit a shot, of course. 
And now on this team, you do look at James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, DeAnthony Melton had a pretty good catch and shoot percentage overall himself. So uh, you still do have that. But other than that, you, you know, when you talk about the specialist that George Niang was, and we know his defensive def- defense, defensive deficiencies that he had, uh, yeah, that's the one thing that I, I, I would like to see them address the rest of the way. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. That's what they need to address the rest of the way. Or, I mean, who knows? You know, if they make a trade, they make a trade. But yeah, that's something that they really need to. Are they athletic enough coming off the bench? I mean, I, I think House is athletic. You know, um, Paul Reed is athletic. No, huh? Mobamba, yeah, he's, he's athletic. Um, you know Springer yeah Springer you know Springer's athletic but you know I mean he's a guy I didn't even mention um but uh but I don't know if he feels fits that role I mean as a as a three-point shooter that you need you know what I mean but he's he's athletic you know he's more but he's more of a grinder type of guy you know what I mean like you know bully bullies is bully ball not bully yeah, ball, the hard-working guy yeah, yeah, one of those. Right, so, fair. Yeah, he's athletic. He's athletic. All right, well, let's talk about one candidate that we haven't mentioned much all season. He might not even make it. I, I, we don't know. And technically, as of right now, with their three two-way spots, they have their their two-way guys. They have their roster. And this guy was a two-way player last season with Mac McClung, and that's Lewis King. Uh, will he get a fair tryout? Did he do okay in summer league uh, uh, well enough to, to get an opportunity to uh, be there for camp and to give himself a chance to make the team? Let's talk about Lewis King on the other side. Length, athleticism, and shooting. If he was the right great play, not a great player. If he was a good player, maybe he would have been snatched up already. But sometimes you just need an opportunity. Maybe he will have his with the Sixers. We'll talk about Lewis King as we wrap this episode up right here on Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you on Locked On 76ers. All right, Lewis King from Jersey City in New Jersey, 27, uh, 24 years of age. He's 6'7", uh, Keith, and uh, w- with the 76ers, mainly in the G League, had an opportunity to play a lot there. Played the one game where he scored 20 points against the Brooklyn Nets at the, final, the season finale, regular season finale uh, for the 76ers. And uh, just looking at him overall and, and his numbers, I – Pretty did pretty well um, for for the um, Blue Coats uh, as he played there. Very good shooter, uh, again athletic. Uh, something that we saw in him in, in college, even and as he uh, at Oregon, and then as he got to the pros, you, you saw some of that. But um, not a lot of opportunity uh, on the big stage, and he's still trying to crack and, and get through the NBA. He's been in the league for 
in one way or another for roughly four years from Detroit to Sacramento and now finding his way in Philadelphia. He has the size at six, seven, uh, the length, as we talked about, is a wing player known to be a shooter, but still not able to really crack and break through. But should he get an opportunity to look, especially if they really, really uh, have you know struck out here where they can't do anything else? Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think you should bring him in at least to training camp just to Thank get you. a look at. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, the thing is, when I'm looking at his stats for summer league, he played in three games in Vegas, right? And um, he averaged eight point six points. He shot uh, thirty five percent, thirty five point seven percent from three, right? He had he averaged two assists. He averaged 1.3 blocks and 1.3 steals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he only played in one game in Salt Lake City. And in that game, uh, Lewis King uh, finished with – how many points did he have? He finished with 10 points in that game. And he – in that particular game, he only made 25% of his threes, right? He, he did have eight rebounds, and he had five assists. So, I mean, I watched that game. He was a little bit more of a distributor than anything else, right, and 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 doing a lot of the dirty work. And those are some of the things that he would have to do in order to make the Sixers. But we talk about shooting. You know, Lewis King is known for being a, a, a great shooter, a quality shooter. So it's, it's one of those things where he's going to have to knock down some open open looks. He's going to do that. You know, he is. But it seems like you know, early on, uh, he, his shooting was a little bit better. And then it is, is going down like a little bit. I'm talking about like in, in you know, in these summer leagues. But right. you know, he's a guy that I will give him a look at, see what he can do. And then if 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 not, you know, he basically going to have to go to the to the G League team, you know, or hope, or hope to get an invite from somewhere else. Yeah. 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 That's that's where he is right now, because as you said, eight points in the summer league, that's not necessarily going to help your case. Uh, they only gave him three games. Was it because of injury? Was it because they said they saw enough and they felt like they were just going to offer him uh, a, a tryout in training camp, a, tr- a spot there and give him an opportunity? But, you, you know, when you get so many opportunities and then they just they feel like they see enough and, and that's it. And But he's still young where you, you would you would think that there's something in there that maybe they can pull out and use. If not, he'll probably be back in the G League, maybe have to go overseas, something along those lines. But they do have to address the shooting or lack thereof on this basketball team. It was a point of emphasis in the past because of Embiid. Now Harden and Maxi, those three can shoot themselves. So can Tobias Harris. Now they have to worry about those surrounding pieces that can also knock down a shot or two. Uh, where the defense has to respect them also while they're out on the floor. So we'll see how how that plays out with Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, figuring that piece out as they navigate through the James Harden side of things and trying to fill that final roster spot. Could it be, as we've talked about, Kelly Oubre, a name like that that we look at, that we find out about? Maybe it's someone like Terrence Ross, Keith, that's a little bit older, We've been talking about him for the past five, six years, <laughs> getting out of Orlando and maybe acquiring him in Philadelphia. Uh, maybe not five, six years. How about three, four years trying to get him here to Philadelphia to be that shooter? 
He's now in his early 30s. But if he's healthy, you know the guy can shoot the basketball. Is that somewhere that they address it? So, hey, we'll find out as we keep monitoring and focusing on what the offseason looks like for the Philadelphia 76ers. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Again, we'll try to make sure we bring a little less drama to the program here on Locked On 76ers. Keith, do you mind letting good folks know where they can find us? You can find us wherever you get your podcast at, and it's free and available. Also, you can uh, follow my man D tonight on the Divine Giving Show on 97.5 FM from 6 to 10 p.m., right? And then also you can follow D on Twitter um, at DivineG975, right? So you can do that. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com. Appreciate it, man. Everybody stay cool out there. Another warm one in the area or wherever you may be. It's the summertime. I know it, but still stay cool out there. Keith, you too. Stay cool, man. Stay in the shade and the air conditioning. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Peace.